Nation Nail Salon and Grocery Store. Wait, she's at the nail salon and the grocery store? I'm at the Combination Nail Salon and Grocery Store. Groceries through Instacart, delivered to my door. I don't have to choose between acrylics and the grocery store. Recorded live. Amen. So, Apostle, you on? Uh, yes, praise the Lord. Good evening. Yes. Good evening. Ooh. And we're still talking about miracles. Uh, we we um, were talking about, you know, and uh, I don't know if you heard the last part that we were speaking <clears throat> to. I did not. Okay, we we were just saying that we 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 as a body of Christ, we leaders in the church, that we we're expecting. And I and I was saying that I know that God His miracles happen every day. People are being healed. Uh, a lot of us are not seeing it. You know, some of the churches and the leader, we're not seeing that. And so we as leaders, how do we uh, uh, pray to activate that so that you know uh, when someone comes in. And I, I was telling them there was a song that they used to sing. I don't know if they still sing it or not. Uh, you won't leave the way you came in Jesus' name. You know, be healed in Jesus' name. So uh, I, I know back in the day, you know, when people would come in, we expect, I know when I go to church, we expect miracles. We expect for things to happen, expecting something miraculous to happen in that service. And so, but it's not happening. And so as leaders, what are we doing? Are we doing anything? Or should we be doing anything? Or what can we do in order to make sure that, that the healing uh, of the when the people are coming in, that 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 it's happening, and so uh, that we're just talking about faith on tonight, Apostle. We're just talking about uh, uh, healings and miracles, and are they still happening in the body of Christ as leaders? Uh, what do we? What can we do to make sure that the that the God His presence is still in the in the church house? His presence is still in in the um in the building. His presence is still in the house of the Lord. Of people, I don't know if it's because they're not believing. I don't know if it's because of their faith, or uh, I, I don't know, you know, how how we can as leaders, you know, be in in the body of Christ and we're not manifesting these things because we say if we had the Holy Ghost, then we're, that's supposed to be the evidence and manifestation of His of His presence and of the Holy Spirit. So, what's been the um, the uh, general uh, response about whether or not healings? The supernatural God manifesting his power to heal and deliver some people free and signs and wonders are happening. What's been the general response? I think we've come to a, a conclusion. You know, we've thrown our thoughts out there of what we feel that, you know, is, is going on. But I think sometimes when you're in a group setting, everyone may not be on one accord. And because you're not on one accord, God cannot move. I mean, he could do what he wanted to do, but that's what I think. You know, I was telling her that example way back years ago. I saw someone dead in the church, and everybody in the church started pleading the blood of Jesus while the other ones laid hands on them, and that person recovered. See, but everybody, you know, went in together, Every, you know, but now you got people just, you know, sitting back, just spectators, and you know, and no, nobody, everybody is in, in prayer, you know, for one another. I don't know if it's because so 
many people are just thinking about materialistic things sitting there, about their rent and their lights, and I know those have to be taken care of, but when there's a soul there and somebody needs a healing, that's where the focus should be at. And I, I think everybody's not coming to one accord. But then again, what if it's just you and that person in the room? Then is that person not on one accord with you and your desire for them to be healed? I, I don't know what to say. But I know it hurts me if that person is not healed or delivered when they walk away, you know. So we have, uh, if you look at scripture, you have biblical examples of uh, people getting healed or raised from the dead. Uh, it was an individual that was in touch and communion with um, the Lord, with the Spirit of the Lord. And uh, because of their uh, consecrated prayer life, their consecration, uh, they are able to, uh, God was able to do things through them. I, I think uh, Prophet Bahadi and uh, I think Elder Shane Sunnikal and Minister Deneen, um I think it has to really do with faith, and I think that word faith is not, you know, just a terminology, just uh if I can just use you, Mr. Deneen, uh, by because uh, you're the last one to talk. So, uh, you know, if you're ministering and um, a person needs healing, you know, you, you and you lay hands on them, according to, you know, the, you know, generally in the New Testament it says according to your faith. Yeah. Um, you have to have, you have, you have to have expectancy of what God can do no doubt in your heart. Mm-hmm. Though I let me just even take Minister Dean out of the equation here. I I generally believe and teach that God always wants to heal, always. And the reason why I say that is because I always see Him doing that in Scripture. I think I heard somebody say that um, people's doubting and other people around there in the room or whatever, but maybe the person ministering, they're not uh, uh, in touch. The only time I see that people do not get healed in the Scripture is, or uh, the power of God being displayed is, uh, for example, when Jesus rebuked his disciples and said, you know, this kind comes out by fasting and prayer. A lack of fasting, prayer, lack of faith, and uh, one time, I think in the Old Testament, or maybe it was the New Testament, uh, might have been the Old Testament, Jesus uh, or the prophet moves people out of the room and then prays and God raises somebody from the dead. But he gets all the doubters, uh, all the, uh, I think Minister Denise talking about that, the doubters and the people who have the mindset someplace else removes them out of place. And then he goes one-on-one with God, or God does one-on-one with them and heals or delivers a person. I generally believe God always, always wants to heal. And the only reason why people don't get healed is either because of a lack of faith, doubting, um, we don't we don't hear uh, what the Spirit is saying because in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 it says gifts of healing, G-I-F-T-S, of healing. 
I was in Jamaica, and uh, it was either Friday or Saturday. I can't remember which one. A lady came there, and uh, she had uh, this pain in her arm. Nobody laid hands on her, but during the praise, during not the praise, during the worship, uh, and when the worship was over, she realized that it, all the pain was gone. Uh, Amen. Um, um, I was ministering uh, Wednesday night in Jamaica, and in the altar call, I uh, asked somebody, I said, somebody here wants a promotion. And I looked out and didn't see nobody, and the person was standing right next to me says, it's me. I said, I, I laid hands on the person. And uh, so whatever, I don't even know what I said. Well, when we had service the next day, they came back and said that very next morning they got promoted. So uh, I, I, I'm trying to pull myself out of this conversation right now. Because <laughs> it's, so it's so quiet on this phone. We're learning. Uh, You're teaching. I believe God always wants to heal. The the love of God is so beyond our imagination that he always wants to commend his love, extend his love to us. I believe sometimes we don't believe. What's the scripture that says, uh, they that, uh, I don't know, I'm tired. (laughs) Shall do exploits. The end of it says, "Shall do exploits." And Jesus says, "You know, the, you know, uh, greater works than these shall you do." Um, I believe that you know we. <clears throat> when I was preaching down there Wednesday night, I was talking about uh, uh, Joshua. There was a a phrase there in uh, uh, Exodus, I think. It says God, God, no, or God rolled away the reproach of Egypt from off of them. I talked about how Joshua went into the promised land believing God could do anything, even to the point that he's in the midst of a battle. He asked God for more time. He speaks to the sun and moon, and they stop. He's not baptized in the name of Jesus. He's not baptized in the name of the Father and the Holy Ghost. He's not filled with the Holy Ghost. He prays. He speaks to the sun and moon, and it stops. He's not even in the new covenant. He's not under the covenant of our Lord Jesus Christ through the shed blood of Jesus. And Old Testament, Old Testament examples of people being raised from the dead, healings, sun stopping, uh, being delayed for a day, Red Seas parting, all kinds of miracles in the Old Testament. That they're not under a new. They're not under a better covenant than we are. Uh, people are getting healed. Uh, they did not have scripture, but they knew their God. And God worked through them because they believed God, because they had an ear to hear God. They were in communion with God. God spoke through them, and they got God results. I think it should be no less for us today. Simply that. Now, with me saying that, I believe it should be no less. It should be more. I'm going to eat my sandwich that I bought on the way home. 
I'm listening to you all now. <laughs> oh, man, that's all right. awesome. It's so good to hear your voice again. I think we're just, we're just happy to hear your voice again and, and to have you on the call again. And I, I feel a little disfragmented myself because I'm doing so many things, but I agree with you. And I, I mean, and I, I feel that you know, even in the Bible, when it when it was talking about King Hezekiah, when the, the prophet, you know, God sent the prophet to him and told him, hey, you know, uh, that it was that he would require his life. And and King Hezekiah, you know, he had a life that he could put before God, and he put that before God, and he, you know, petitioned for his life. And you know, he said, no, well, how am I going to know that you have given me extended my life? You know, and so when God even gave him a sign, you know, of, of his extension of his life, he gave him 15 more years of his life. And so, I, you know, and the, he told the prophet to go back and tell, you know, King Hezekiah, go back and tell him that I'm going to give him, I'm going to extend some more time to him. And so, you know, when we're, and I agree with you, prayer, prayer it's, it's just a matter of faith. You know, we have to believe, and, and I know some things have happened to me because I'm used to when praying that, you know, to have an effect, effectiveness of that prayer. But last couple of times, the person transitioned over, and, and I was, you know, questioning myself, you know, uh, as to, you know, was my faith not good enough? And, you know, then you're praying for people that really, that they're non-believers and they don't believe. And, and they transition over, and now the family's looking at us. It's like, well, you know, I thought you guys were supposed to have some, you know, you're supposed to have this this power, that this God that you're talking about that's supposed to heal, but my family members still transition over. My family members still died. And so as leaders, how do we deal with that? Repeat that again. Uh, I would <laughs> say that uh, as leaders, you know, sometimes when we go in and we, we're praying for people, and um, they they may need, they may be non-believers. You know, sometimes through a call and they ask us to come and pray for a family member or something. And we go in and we pray and we believe we have a faith that we believe, but we pray for them and they still they may be dying from cancer, whatever disorder that they have. And they, you know, and we pray for them and they don't uh, get the healing on this side. That maybe they may get healed in the supernatural, but they don't get it in the natural. And then, you know, as ministers, we're praying and we prayed and we've given it, you know, all the uh, everything that we had, but the person still transition over as a you know a, a minister or a leader and when, when that doesn't happen and then they're looking at us and sometimes they're thinking well this Jesus that you say heal he didn't heal my family members so uh how as a, a, a leader or a minister how do you handle that apostle He's eating, so I, I'm I'm listening. I want to hear uh, where's the. Uh, I'm already. Elder Shaker's been off for quiet tonight. Yeah, Elder Shaker's been quiet because I think I think I said what how I feel about everything. So I have nothing else to offer there except for maybe the apostles hint that we don't have enough faith. <laughs> you apostle officer, he eating too. So well, I'm looking for Elder Shaker to come in with a few words. Well, <laughs> well, the uh, the parties that are present that are uh, unbelievers, they had nothing. They shouldn't. They shouldn't be in the room when the prayer is going on, so that there's no distraction of the enemy in there. Jesus. When uh, 
he he delivered his healings and uh, deliverances. He generally just dealt with one person or so, and then after after they would be healed, he told them not to tell anybody because he wanted wanted to keep quiet of who he was and where he was and. But uh, the people would tell that it was Jesus that healed them. Now, Jesus is still in the healing business. He uses imperfect vessels that that we are. And uh, when, when we pray the name of Jesus upon people, they should be healed. Peter and John uh, going up to prayer to ninth hour, they uh, came across this man who had been lame for some time. And they said, look on us. Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have I give to you. And they that man was healed immediately. May, may I say this, and then I'm going to uh, get off the call? You have the floor. Go ahead. Can you, can you hear me? I think yeah. I'm, I'm reading something somebody wrote in Mark, and um, Jesus, took 12, Jesus took 12 people, 12 disciples, he uh, he taught them by example, and he left, and they went and did what he did. Yes. Simply that. So, uh, prophetess, I've got a res- I have a responsibility, and whoever else has a responsibility to teach people by example, teach faith in them. Teach expect, ex, uh, faith in God, expectation in the Lord. Yeah. Teach it and have them to expect God results. Amen. You, you sow you sow the you sow the seed in uh, people's hearts. You transition them from uh, to understand that they can come into an atmosphere and change the atmosphere themselves. Yes. So um, let's expect God's results. Let's expect God to do things. Uh, and and remember, can be no doubt in our hearts. Uh, Jesus took. The, I must repeat again. He took twelve that didn't know how to do th- those things. They watched him. They saw him. He taught them privately. Then he released them, and they did what he did, and we're supposed to do what he did, period. I'm going to get off the call. God bless you. God, we, we are getting off of office because I have to go. Um, got to celebrate recovery at 730. Amen. Bless you oh. all. Yes. Okay. God bless. God bless you. God bless you. Good night. Good night. Bye-bye.
This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso lemon scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get Hefty Ultra Strong with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon.